resection of sphenoorbital meningiomas involves some degree of anteroscopic osteotomy and reconstruction and requires strategic planning. This is a 52-year-old female who presented with right-sided proptosis and on MRI examination, more specifically a T1 axial image with contrast. You can see evidence of a meningioma involving both the intradural and extradural spaces, as well as invasion of the intraorbital contents and most likely periorbital. A CT scan evaluates the extent of heart prostosis and bony involvement. You can see the roof of the orbit and its more lateral part, as well as the area of the terion and the lesser sphenoid wing all the way to the level of the clinoid process are all affected. And you can see the again the inferior aspect of the lateral part of the orbit and also the inferior aspect of the terion are affected. Therefore, an extensive osteotomy and orbitozygomatic craniotomy are necessary for gross total resection of this tumor. A lumbar drain was used at the beginning of the procedure. Also, during the preoperative period, a custom cranial implant was prepared to cover the defect expected after tumor removal. Here's the placement of the lumbar drain to decompress the dural sac and uh, facilitate osteotomy without placing the dura or uh, intradural contents at risk. Here's the positioning of the head, a minimal amount of head turn. A standard terrional incision is quite adequate. A piece of pericranium was harvested to close the dural defect at the end of the procedure. The temporalis muscle and scalp were reflected in separate layers using the subfascial technique. The area of the terion affected by the tumor is evident. This area is drilled away until the soft bone is encountered and relatively normal edges of the dura are identified. Kerosene rongeurs are used to remove the soft tumor. Here is again some curetting, removing the softer part of the bone affected by the tumor. This is a relatively normal edges of the dura. It's the roof of the orbit. Again, this roof is partly affected. Now the preorbital is dissected away from the orbital rim. An orbitozygomatic craniotomy is completed. A B1 bit is used to cut across the orbital rim and part of the anterior orbital roof. Another osteotomy is completed along the frontal process of zygoma. These bony cuts complete the orbitozygomatic or the modified supraorbital osteotomy. The bone flap is elevated. It's important not to use aggressive force as the hyprostatic orbital roof can transmit the pressure to the 
optic foramen and the bone over it, leading to the fracture and compression of the optic nerve as it enters its foramen. So here is the area of the terion and the lesser sphenoid wing affected by the tumor. I'm going to continue to remove the tumor in this area. This is the cranial costum implant. Here's the periorbita. Here's the lateral wall of the orbit that's being again affected by the tumor and is resected. Here's the area of the clinoid process and the medial sphenoid wing. I remove as much of the soft bone until hard bone and normal bone is encountered. After removing the lesser wing and reaching the clinoid process, I continue to work both on the lateral wall of the orbit and the clinoid process and skeletalize the posterior aspect of the orbit. Here is the superior orbital fissure. Here you can see the fissure. It's being skeletonized on both sides. Here's the residual clinoid. Here's again additional work over the area of the clinoid process until the roof of the optic nerve is removed. Again, additional affected bone is removed until hard bone is encountered along the floor of the temporal fossa. Here's the dura over the optic nerve before the clinoid process is removed. Here's the coring out inside the clinoid process and removing the roof of the optic nerve medially. Again, the bone is relatively soft. Here's complete removal of the clinoid process. Here's the final product. You can see the lateral anterior skull base is skeletonized, superior orbital fissure, the optic nerve, the posterior wall of the orbit, the periorbita. Part of the tumor has affected the superior orbital fissure, therefore preventing a gross total resection of the tumor infiltrated dura. You can see the drilling continued until hard normal bone was encountered. This is additional relatively normal anatomy of the lateral anterior skull base that is being reviewed, the optic nerve. Now the portion of the periorbita infiltrated by the tumor is being removed and is being separated from the orbital fat. Obviously, the extent of resection has to stop at the level of the superior orbital fissure. This part is being coagulated to achieve as much tumor control as possible. Now that the intraorbital portion of the tumor is resected, the affected dura is cut and the intradural portion of the tumor is removed in standard fashion. All the arachnoid membranes are respected as much as possible. Here's the middle meningeal artery feeding the tumor. The extent of tumor resection again at this juncture also 
reaches the supraorbital fissure. Here is the part of the subfrontal dura that is being resected up to the level of a relatively normal appearing dura. The edges of the dura are coagulated for further tumor control. Here is the area of the superorbital fissure. The tumor had invaded part of the pia. Now the piece of precranium, a free flap piece of precranium is used to reconstruct the dural defect. In this case, the costum implant had to be cut because the lateral calvarial portion of the implant was not a good fit. The orbital rim was reconstructed using the implant and the rest of the calvarium was reconstructed using a piece of titanium mesh. The subtemporal defect was left alone as this part will be covered by the muscle. Here is a post-operative MRI demonstrates gross total resection of the tumor without any complicating features, their proptosis in this patient was completely corrected. Thank you.